0: Immigration records show that he entered London several times since 1933, using different names. Sher Singh, Udi Singh, Udam Singh, Azad Singh, and uh, Frank Brazil.
1: We interrupt this program to bring you a special report.
2: This is Cheap Seat Reviews. You're not gonna leave it feeling warm and fuzzy
1: we need something for that opening uh something funny to play during our theme song um i thought you were going to take your shirt over something.
3: hello and thank you for listening to cheap seat reviews the podcast that explores the hollywood film industry for the greater good <sighs> the greater good sean yeah yeah
1: yeah you okay yeah no but we're going to talk about why. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I think hope, are, you, are you okay? Are you doing all right?
3: No, I'm fine. I'm. I'm. I'm fine. I. You know, Wednesdays are podcast days, and I'm always uh, upbeat, with full of life and energy on podcast days. I'm. I'm excited. Well, I really am. I'm upbeat for that reason. But well, yeah, that okay. is the. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah. All right. Well, no, Sam tonight. He has pneumonia, like, like the P pneumonia. He's. I he thought is, it was the whooping
1: cough at first.
3: I but... don't know. Maybe hand. He's got foot the croup. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got the he's got the crud. So he's he's feeling not great. So you know, again, best wishes to to Sam. And he's. Uh, I know he was bummed out to 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 not be here with us tonight. But we do have some, uh, another awesome guest. Well, I shouldn't say another. We're having an awesome guest who is returning. So <laughs> b- before I get to that, I will introduce said people, which is, of course, Andrew. Sometimes it's okay to tell a sad story, Jimison.
1: Yeah. And sometimes, as a grown man, it's okay to get a little emotional watching a movie. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's true. That is true. It's
1: okay. Um... Not saying I did. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> sorry i have something in my eye yeah
2: <laughs> yeah it's, those are just those
1: yeah. are man tears it's all right uh-huh.
3: um yeah you know and it's it's you know what it and that is that is okay like i'm trying to think recently so we're okay I, again uh, maria i'm gonna get you i promise but just we're re-watching avatar the last airbender in my household and we just got to the episode uh, the tales of bossing say with Uncle Iro, if you know what that show is, you know what I'm talking about, and once again I've seen this show all the way through at least seven times I've seen that episode at least seven or eight, maybe nine, and every time he starts singing the song, I cry every time and my six year old looks at me and goes, Dad, why are you crying and my ten year old says because the uncle Iro was sad because his son died and my son says, and no parent should outlive their child. And I just like that, like that was done. I was, yeah. I was, I was done at that point. So uh anyway, it's okay to cry. Andrew. That's what I think is my point. Well, think.
1: it wasn't so much as a cry. It was more like that Miley Cyrus song, you know, it came in like a wrecking ball and I just got wrecked at sure. some point. Yeah. I, I
2: think that song actually Only, is about, it's about heartbreak and tears. So <laughs> yeah.
1: It is, but I, I, I would be fully clothed riding that wrecking ball. I well, like mean, Ms. if you
2: were, Irons. if you weren't, no one's going to hold it against you. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Just yeah. you, yeah. you can emote in a way that makes you feel safe, secure and held.
1: I appreciate that. Sometimes yeah. I need a spoon. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Sometimes. Sometimes you got to <laughs> be a little spoon. Sometimes you got to be the big spoon.
3: Exactly. Yeah. The The emotional, <laughs> I'll be your emotional big spoon, Andrew. Thanks. <laughs> And making her return, her um, rather quick turnaround, is Marie (laughs) Frank Brazil from the Alt Pop Repeat podcast. (laughs) Frank
2: Brazil. And the best part is, um, we will get into this, obviously, when we go into the show, but I have up on my phone Frank Brazil, song by the Skavengers.
3: The Skavengers? Oh, I'm in. You had yeah. So the
2: ska Avengers is like I is a band. I didn't even think to look this up before the show, so I don't know what this sounds like. But clearly, it's it's an incredible ska band who is writing who wrote a song about Udam Singh.
4: Nice. That's so. Yeah.
3: Oh.
2: Like, why do ska bands have the best names? <laughs> and they do have because the they best have the best, best
1: music.
3: Oh, sky <laughs> is my sky is my home. It's my comfort food. My favorite. It's a feel, good. It's a oh, feel good music. There's, like yeah. the, the tweet has been around for forever. Ska is described as the sound in your head. The, the music that plays in your head when you find out that you're getting extra cheese sticks.
1: Yeah. Like that's what or- sky is. Or and, bonus fries at the bottom of the bag. Yeah, like yeah. The,
3: the funny part is, is Ska has now gotten to the age where it's just used in like car commercials now a lot. Uh, I, I've noticed that there's a lot of like car commercials or like Disney uses it a lot for promos for their other cartoons. So, so are, we like saying they,
1: that, are we saying that Ska is now what Motown was when we were younger?
3: I know, sort of, because there was—you remember, like we had the California raisins, like singing. Yeah, we songs, did. Like, like, like bumper music, right? Like now, it's mm-hmm. ska, and it's it's funny. So, like, there, you know, a piece of music we playing, and my son looks at me and goes, "I know, Dad, that's ska." So it's just like, well,
1: you need to know this ten year old. My my kid thinks that ska is a character from the Marvel universe. Well, I mean, it should be right. There, there, there should be one. That's somebody's name in the Marvel universe.
3: That that uses upbeats and uh they have to pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Okay. There you I go. I mean that's ultimately
2: right. I just I just have this thing where I love trying to make as many ska band names as I possibly can for like fictitious ska groups yeah. like Nostroscomus, <laughs> Mephiscopheles. Yeah. Um, Scotolites. Yeah, the got uh,
3: Scotolites, yeah. Uh
2: Oh, if you like candy, Scottles, it's of Skittles. Sure. So basically, it's like a fun game. Just, I mean, I challenge anyone to do it. If you need a little bit of joy in your life, just walk down the street and just like see how many ska band names you can just make up and just, you know, keep them. You will never need them unless, of course, you find yourself guest hosting on a friend's podcast and (laughs) then you can just drop that knowledge and maybe, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) we all can imagine what our ska.
3: I'm gonna bring it back around to the Wrecking Ball. Uh, there is a band, something, something in the, I can't remember now. I'll find it later. But they do a really rad cover of Wrecking Ball. It's a ska cover of Wrecking Ball. It's it's actually pretty fun. Um, uh, go look it up. All right. So here we are talking about a movie. Uh, that's what we are here to do. Not ska though. A ska podcast would be kind of fun, but. Not tonight. Well, only for
1: people in their 40s.
3: (laughs) Well, that's true. That's true. (laughs) You're not wrong. So five, six weeks ago, whenever it was, um, Marie was here, and we did the epic film RRR. Yeah. And we got such an outpouring of support, and uh, like we have never had an episode blow up like that one did, especially on YouTube. Now, I I credit it to it being Marie was on the podcast for that one, but no, no, uh, she definitely was it's, not me. It was the she film. thinks it's it the was movies. the film. Yeah, I I, I it's fine. Uh, that that movie again. Most of our YouTube episodes have just a handful of views. Most people consume us through you know, the podcast format, which is great. Uh, but even the the downloads on that one were significantly higher than a normal our normal. And on the comments that we got on YouTube, uh, of the, I don't know, 40 or 50 comments that we got, which again, usually we just get like one or two, if that, there was a, a lot of them said, you need to do this movie called Sadar Udam. Did I pronounce that right? Sadar Udam? Close enough. <laughs> okay. I, right. I want to be respectful here. I want to make sure I, I say, I don't want to... You're, you
2: know... you're doing well. I think it's like, I'm of mind that if you're making, taking the step... Okay.
3: Okay. A lot of people said you need to watch this movie, you need to watch this movie. It is a, a a serious telling on what happened during that time period. And I made the mistake of thinking that it was kind of the same people that the RRR was representing and it's not it, at all. Uh-huh. It's just another person who did his part in the revolution to get India's independence. And uh and and you know he was a, again. He was a, a revolutionary. So Andrew is going to do the read for the movie, but I do want to just kind of give a disclaimer, which I think is interesting because this is the second Indian movie that we've seen, obviously RRR, R, R, and now this one, where there's a disclaimer right at the front, uh-huh. and that made me start wondering. I wonder if that's what they do. I wonder if that's how Indian films are. Again, I don't know. I haven't seen very many. I've seen uh, two, and so I wonder if that was either. If that's a thing or if that's because it's a historical fiction kind of a thing. I don't know. My point is, is that here is now the cheap seat review, cheap seat reviews disclaimer. Um, I wrestled Murray. with this movie last night. I went to bed. I think as soon as I finished with the movie, I think I messaged Marie and said, I'm kind of struggling a little bit with how we're going to approach this movie. And we've done serious movies before, Andrew. I mean, and, you know, uh-huh. I think we would agree that we have done some movies with some hard, hard topics. Yeah. But we've never done a movie like this, I think. You know, like we, we will never review Schindler's List, right? No. Because um, I was thinking back to some of the other movies that we've done that are kind of hard like this. You know, Hacksaw Ridge uh-huh. is, a, is a military movie. But kind of happy at the end, right? Yeah, you know. And then I started thinking about some of the other movies. You know, Thirteen Hours, kind of uh-huh. happy at the end. I mean, the most, you know, the guys live. Uh, Bone Tomahawk. Sea- Bone. Well, Bone Tomahawk is a horror film, so. Uh, well. It's a western horror, but I'm saying, like, I, I was thriller. kind of thinking about the movies that are that are based on true moments in, in history. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. You know, the Siege of Janetville, You know, again. Oh, yeah. Not quite the same, so so this movie does have a different feel to it uh, entirely. The other part I want to be very clear on is, again, we are a movie review podcast. We're here to have some fun. we're going to have some you know, we're going to talk about real stuff, and I'm going to make some jokes, and we're going to have some fun doing it. But you know, I'm not taking the, the the story lightly. It's just how I operate. It's just how I process. And so just bear with, bear with us. Marie is here to kind of help hold our hands to make sure that we're okay. And the last thing I will say is this, I love history. I don't know any of this part of the world's history. I just don't. It's not what I studied. It's not what I did in school. It's not what I've read. Most of what I've read is frankly American history. Our history is pretty effed up in its own way.
1: Um, (laughs) But it's also whitewashed in a lot of ways too. Some
3: of it is. I mean, I've, yeah. I've read some books that were written by not the school. Yeah. You know, like, M- Maria, I, Andrew and I live in the South. We I don't know about you, Andrew, I literally learned about the War of Northern Aggression. Really? That's what it was called in my school, the War of See Northern it. Aggression when the Every... North invaded the South to, to attack our land and generally the hero rose up an army to defend our homeland.
1: See every history teacher i had in high school was a basketball coach and they did not care about what <laughs> they were teaching. They just cared about coaching basketball.
0: Yeah, i got that.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. But it's like interesting when you think about like okay, first off i love that your basketball teachers taught you sorry, i don't want that to go like slide by. That's impeccable. Yeah. <laughs> um But also, like, in relation to the type of history that you learned in the South also is related to history, obviously, Mm. right? So, like, the Daughters of the Confederacy or the Daughters of... They did it relatively well, even though it's not perhaps the most worldly of histories. The fact that it's still being taught is really interesting to me because um like it's it was propaganda into itself right to indoctrinate the children of the south in order to believe in the in uh, a rewriting of history so which i think is really bizarrely cool because we don't again like in canada you don't have that
3: yeah it's bizarrely cool when you are where you are <laughs> from the outside looking in. maybe It's incredibly frustrating when my wife and I, we moved to South Carolina. We lived there for about, about 15 months. And then I said, it's time to leave where, where she was teaching at a school where not only my wife teaches special education and uh, at other schools she had taught at, she had used a, she had kind of helped create a program called remove the R right. Or remove the R word. Like we're going to stop using the R word. When it comes to yeah. special needs kids. And not only did the principal not back that and said that that is unfair to limit free speech, but the N word was still actively used there by teachers. Now, know, it wasn't appropriate. <laughs> it wasn't used at students, but it wasn't. You didn't say the N word. They would just use the word because uh-huh. it's just a word and words don't have you know meaning and it's like that's not true at all but okay so well then
2: if words have meaning then go on and just curse your curse your heart go go to court be a lawyer (laughs) and just drop drop a few f-bombs and see how the judge likes it i'm sure it goes over real well so right i mean there's there are levels right absolutely but this is a very interesting take because unto itself and, and you know, Andrew's going to give us like the synopsis of the, the film in a second, but bringing it back to um, Siddharth Udham is that, you know, this is a historical biopic and it is about a very important figure in Indian history. And um, there's a part of this history, like you were mentioning, you don't, you haven't Heard any of this before. Like a lot of this history is new to you, but I think it's really interesting for me because we're starting to see new stories emerge. Mm-hmm. And those stories are coming from different parts of the world. And they're telling us stories that we have previously overlooked for whatever reason. Um, and I think it's a real privilege. It was a real privilege to be able to sit and watch this film, a film that I may never have seen otherwise. I mean, I have friends that are Sikh. They weren't necessarily reaching out to me and say, hey, Marie, there's this film. You got to watch it. But once Uh it did come up, I was sending the messages. Hey, look, what's what's up? And they gave me a full rundown. They were like, "Okay, this is who this guy is. This is how you this is how you reference him. This is what his importance is. And again, like it's a real privilege to be able to watch it because in North America, especially in Western culture, a lot of our films are dominated by the films that are coming out of Hollywood or the films that are coming out of London or other Western cultures. So uh, it was a real beautiful ex- like exercise to go through and, and watch this film. And even though I was also a just a puddle of tears by the end of the film. I haven't been able to stop talking about it since. I'm like, this is. It just really is sublime. Like it was beautiful storytelling. So, history. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Well, I and I, <laughs> I love I love a good period piece. I love. Um, all of the elements of this movie, I really loved. I love the 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 the. Sorry, I pause because I'm hearing weird noises. Is that me? I don't know. Is it me? I again, I don't know. Mute, mute Andrew Is it you? Well, I don't know. We're gonna figure it out. We're we're just gonna keep rolling. It wasn't too bad. Um it almost sounded like a car drove by. Like somebody has like like okay, there it goes again. Mute yourself, so Andrew. What? I just did. Yeah, it's you, Andrew. This fun break will be Andrew troubleshooting.
2: <laughs> oh, Andrew knows what it is. <laughs> okay this is gonna go on too long and i i can't sing that on loop for much no,
3: you're much longer you, you don't need to do that at all okay, we we're gonna we we're gonna get copyright violations anyway because it's fine because you were just so perfect with it still
2: there <laughs> yeah we're still here are you still there
1: no, no i mean is the sound still, still there <laughs> maybe Nope. I don't
3: know. I don't hear it right now. So we're gonna Okay, good.
1: It yeah. What was it, my wife know? likes to my wife likes to leave her computer running and so the fan gets really loud. I think that's what it was.
3: Oh maybe. All right. Well, yeah. um all I was saying was I was basically um just vamping for a thing there. Andrew, why don't you go ahead and just read the, the plot synopsis for this movie? Because I would bet, I mean seriously seriously, I would bet that unless you're listening or watching this because you asked me to do this movie, you've probably never even heard of this movie because I'd never even heard of this movie. So uh, yeah. I think this is this is a time where the plot synopsis is actually really important.
1: Okay, and uh, I do apologize ahead of time if I mispronounce any words. Uh, although, as bad as I will be, I have to remember, I won't do as bad as Sean. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ouch. A biopic, yeah, it's okay. He knows. It's alright.
3: Yeah, he's not wrong.
1: <laughs> A biopic detailing the two decades that Punjabi Sikh revolutionary Udham Singh spent planning the assassin, assassination of the man responsible for the Julian Vallabagh massacre. Did I say that right? Julian Bagh? Yeah, Julian he sounded Vallabog. good to me. All right.
2: Yeah, you got it. You got it, big guy.
1: So I apologize. Usually it's it's smoother than that, but there's a lot of words in there that I was afraid to say.
2: I <laughs> could tell you're just like you're psyching yourself up, but because then really, I messed up the word
1: assassination. Assassination. Well, you
3: were channeling your fine. inner Sean Connery. Yeah.
2: You assassinated the the word assassinate. That's
3: You did right. fine. You did fine. Thanks. All right. There it is. Yeah. Um. Okay. So if I will say this too. This is a two hour and forty five uh, you know minute long film. It it uh-huh. it it is a long film. Uh, They're very obviously, long. obviously and not it as feels long. That as, way. It does feel that way. I won't I won't lie. It it yeah. felt, it felt it, and there was a moment where, you know, we were we were getting like I think we were into the trial part, right? And I'm like, okay, we're we're we got to be wrapping this thing up, and I hit pause, and I was like, oh my god, we have an hour to go. Okay. Uh-huh. So it is a long movie, but if this movie has, if you're interested at all in what we're saying, feel free to watch this movie. It's on Amazon Prime. I, I do recommend that you watch this movie. It's not, you know, we're obviously going to spoil it, but you know, it's a historical event, but um, I do recommend that you watch this movie. I really do. But if you don't, I understand. Again, it's a long time commitment, but go watch it if you can. Yeah, it's worth think, the watch.
2: I mean, it's worth the watch. It is and definitely. And it's I, I agree with you in that. It it did start to feel long. For me, it was when he was in the jail in the end.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And he was retelling his story. And we finally, we finally got the inside scoop on yeah. why he was so committed to um to his killing. Um yeah. yeah. So it was And that is, like, a significant part of the film. And I would say, like, if we were watching, if this was a Hollywood film, then they would definitely show that, for sure. However, they may not take it as long as they did. And what I appreciated about that is it made you got as tired as he did. So as I'm Uh watching, I was like, oh, this I'm having a really interesting emotional response, not only to the subject matter, but i'm also feeling a little exhausted as i'm watching um uh, I, uh sorry i want to say his name the way that we're supposed to pronounce or um reference sidar is uh, Shahid shaheed-e-azam Siddhar uram singh so that's how we're supposed to call him because it it is he has a title of an honorific that indicates that he's a martyr and it is a respectful way to reference him um but i think like just for the interest of this podcast i will likely not say that entire title again um just because it is a mouthful shahid a azam sadar Uram singh I think yeah. it's a lot but it's like it really goes to show like what the importance of his, who he is to the indian community in particular sure. to the sikh community but well, um, i going back to that Well, I was just
3: to say it's it's not that really different. It's just more words to say when we would say something like "Sir Patrick Stewart," like we are honoring. Is kind of maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to relate it to a way I can really. Sir
2: versus Shahid Iyazam. (laughs)
3: Yeah, yeah, it's.
2: Yeah, and it's like it's beautiful. Like to have a title. Like again, like it just all it is is it's an honorific that um really indicates the importance of of him as a revolutionary and um his stature within history and um again, the importance to the Sikh people and uh-huh. but, yeah, going back to that like one scene, it was a lot to take in, and that's when I started to feel like okay this is this is a long, long film, but yeah, that's also when I started to break down and cry. There's a few scenes in the movie where the tears came up. The The first one was when he met up with, where is her name? Eileen Palmer mm-hmm. after the protest and uh. he's chatting with her and he's so enduring and he's so lovely. Like, um, I just thought that like, Vicky Kashi was incredible in the role. He's the one who played Sadara Udam. And there's a scene where he meets up with another character and her name is Eileen Palmer and she is a communist and she is protesting in London. And when he walks up to her, he's trying to have a conversation with her and it's in broken English, but they get the message across. But there's one line when he says to her that she's like, oh, you're fighting for you know, equality or freedom, fight for the world. And he's like, no, I need to fight for my country first because we're not, there is no equality. I'm not equal. I'm not equal there. I have no freedom. Once I have freedom in my country, then I'll protest with you and then we'll be equal. And I was, that was puddle number one. And I was just like, no, you get your freedom. You go and get it, you beautiful man. That was it yeah um and then and then when i I cried again whenever they were in court and he's fighting he's like fighting for freedom is not a crime and i was like it's not a crime (laughs) (laughs) and of course when the british opened fire on yeah 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 that was yeah
3: yeah that was rough and I I was trying to remember other moments in film where we have this moment where it's, you know, people, the the, the powerful shooting innocence, whatever like that. And I I couldn't remember. I mean, it's, I know it's happened in other movies and I was drawing a blank, but.
1: Well, the way you know they, what movie it made me think of is The Passion of the Christ in many ways.
3: I've actually never seen it.
1: You've never seen that. Wow. No. Um, it's, it's very powerful in the same way. I mean, it is one man compared to a whole thousand or how many people were shot in this, in this protest, but, or in this gathering, it wasn't, yeah. I guess, a protest, but yeah.
2: It was like both. It was a yeah. Sikh holiday, and there's right. 20,000 people gathered at that time. And then also they were protesting peacefully at the same time. Right. It was a twofer.
3: Yeah. And that, but that was like, that was the point was like, any kind of, anyone more than, they said it, like, anyone found more than two is, is considered, you know, bad. And yeah.
2: But by who? Like, who? It, it That's the part that is, um, what I really also appreciated by the film is is that again, in in North America in particular, like we understand that we are colonizers. and we understand that in order to have the benefit of living on this land means that there have been some serious atrocities have been taken in so, order to accomplish what it is that we have right now. And many of those atrocities, and we realize that even in Canada today, Um, are still taking place, right? There's still inequity between indigenous people and um, settlers. And that is just, that's it. But we don't, the thing about this film is that we don't ever really appreciate how brutal and unnecessary the, you know, the, the battle for land is. It's like, As I'm watching it, I'm thinking this happens all around the world. Um, You know, this happens to we have been fortunate that we've never had to live through it. But to see it depicted on film in such an authentic and unashamed way, it really brings history alive. And it really says, you know what? British are pretty horrible people like they (laughs) they there is nothing kind about it i don't know what i thought happened in india to be very honest um but i didn't appreciate that so now i mean like i i've been walking through the streets going like land acknowledgements before speeches like what does that mean give the land back like (laughs) i'm just not my world has forever changed because it, it it was such oh there's no way again if you, you, you uh, uh, i'm short circuiting over here you got to watch the movie you just got to watch it you got to see it i feel like we're right now this is like um it should be like a skit in seinfeld where they're like have you seen schindler's list you got to see schindler's list you know I, this right. is like that you got to see this movie like you you'll yeah. never really understand the power and the impact of this film until you see it Um, But we've I I would say that a lot of these stories have been withheld from the mainstream because they don't tell a narrative Mm -hmm. that is um, popular popular exactly and so you know when you're dealing with Hindi films they don't have to subscribe to the rules of hollywood they're not looking to hollywood to fund their films they're not looking at having american investors fund their films they don't care they don't have to play by those rules which again is also so refreshing and then you see a film of this caliber come out and you see how exquisite and how well um put together it is i love the way they weave weave together all the different plot lines was so beautiful um with um Bhagat Singh and um, uh, Sadar's Siddhar, um, um, sorry storyline, and then mm-hmm. there's like the past and the present. Like everything was coming together, and it it really put together really beautiful tension. Like the film is sublime. But again, like you're not gonna get a story like this from Hollywood, and no, um, I think that this is a part of a trend that we should start getting used to because as Hollywood starts to become very boring with the terms of the films that they're producing and very uninteresting for the most part there's very few great films that are coming out of Hollywood these days I think that we should start looking more to the international market to see what's coming coming forward and I think that it's going to make us you know it's going to enrich our lives in ways that we never really appreciated.
1: Well, and I agree with you that there are so many things that are still happening today, and there are so many things there are so many stories that need to be told that are not a part of our everyday culture that we didn't learn in school, especially in the south of the United States. Um, but the problem that arises is there's always that faction of people that they don't want they don't want that story to be told, unfortunately. And, yeah. and that, uh, that's, uh, I don't know, that blows my mind, but those people are there. Uh, and I don't yeah. know how to deal with them sometimes, but they're definitely there.
2: <laughs> There's a lot of people in, in all stages of the game. Like, even if you take a look, uh, again, like when I'm watching this, I start going back in time. I was like, oh, you know, interesting points in pop culture history. Um there is a very formative and important period in hollywood in which there were it it was dominated by women thousands upon thousands of women actually founded hollywood that was all before it became the talkies right Uh and they were all studios they were run by women the films were written by women and for the most part that part of history is completely overlooked we're looking and we still will watch silent films but we don't appreciate who produced them and then, once the talkies came in place, then the power structure had to happen, and it's it's simply for a very important and very interesting reason, um, because we needed studios produce films. We had to take those studio um, those movies indoor, right? We needed to uh-huh. have money to build studios and have sound stages, and what were women not allowed to do up until like 1984? get a bank loan by themselves. And that's like, it's crazy to think that. But then, you know, what happened was, is that men were signing for loans. They were able to set up these things and all the women were just basically ousted out of Hollywood. So I find it interesting that there, for a long time, there has been a power structure in which a lot of control, a lot of money, and a lot of influence has been governed by a group of individuals that, kind of stole a market that was built on the backs of, of women filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And they were telling stories through their own lens. They were greenlighting stories that, that they felt needed to be greenlit, And they created a structure in which the narratives often centered around white individuals. Or if you had people of different ethnicities, I'm Arab. So for me, anytime I saw my reflection in Hollywood, I was inherently violent. Um, or I was suppressed, or mm-hmm. I didn't have you know, like it just didn't or I would take a look at any films that were featuring featuring black characters, and then there's like the myth of the wires is black pain such an important narrative in film, like there's so many other stories, or a black character has to be the one that's like the wise, sage one that's guiding the white character through. And why do women always have to talk about men? like why is that our our main? thrust in films so like it's kind of like we got used to having a certain power structure and certain type of story being told to us and now we don't have to necessarily worry about it because we have streaming platforms we've got the internet um and those two things allow us to see films that are being produced all around the world
4: yeah
2: parasite have been as popular as it was if it wasn't for the internet you know squid games obviously Mm. wouldn't have been on netflix and this film i mean it was had its widest release on amazon prime yeah so rrr again hit it big on netflix so
3: Well. yeah and you you asked the question on twitter or you mentioned you 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 commented that this should have been nominated for an oscar and the only reason why it wasn't is because it didn't make it to theaters
2: hey um You're wrong. Do you know why? Well, Actually, it was released in theaters. So for an international and because when you said that I was like, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Well, so it's not we it's look, not
3: listed on IMDb. Let me put it that way. Cuz when I go to no, IMDb, not, it, yeah, on on any kind of releases there isn't. So So
2: there is it was released on October 1st in theater. So for an international so this would have been up for international best international um feature film. Um to qualify for that category that film only has to be in theaters in its home country for one week that's it and that's what they did so they released it on October 1st I guess two weeks October 1st and then on October 16th it was released on Amazon Prime but they only Mm -hmm. released it in in theaters for that short period I think only to qualify for the Oscars unfortunately it didn't make to the Oscars for a number of different reasons but The one that seems to be grabbing the most mythology um, or the most widely reported is that there apparently, I don't know how true this is, but I saw it reported by a number of Indian newspapers, is that um, the film was too anti-British. It was too anti-colonist. And they felt that that was too negative to be included in the category. So it was submitted by India um, it was unfortunately rejected by the academy. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm on. Yeah. I'm on IMDb right now, and the it looks like the only two places that uh, it was three, four places that it was in a theater, India in October 16, on October 16, like you said, Poland for a short time, China had it at the International Film Festival, which is yeah which was a week before, a month before in August, which again, technically a theater. And then Spain also did it opening film, Asian film festival, Barcelona. So yeah. it did, you're right. It did make some, some big screens. Uh, it, and it is like, a shame that it didn't get any kind of recognition in the inter, for international film.
1: Because it is on the same caliber, in my opinion, as Schindler's list. I mean, it really is. And yeah. you, you think about the name of that director i mean steven spielberg yeah but it's that he brings compared to to a a a film that's not produced here it's it's done in from india um that that does that
3: yeah but it's easy to to have a movie it's easy to hate on the nazis right like like yeah yeah, that's a bad guy that we can all get behind and go yeah you know what
1: i I guess this goes back to to that faction of people though that i'm talking about you know that
2: yeah
1: okay you know what the movie does hate on the british but rightfully so you know like they did some bad things yeah if there were a movie about uh white people settling the the new world and it were really told the way it should be told people would not think that the the uh settlers coming in from europe are all that great and so you know it's i I don't know i i don't get that i don't get the the people that are afraid to say hey this is this is a little rough to the to the british people i don't get that
2: yeah it's it's a it's a I, i again british they colonized a major, major part of the world, right? Well, yeah. So um, it's it's still, and the wounds are still very fresh for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like another cor- like conversation I was having with my friend and she was, she's Sikh. And I said, look, you know, do you ever think it's interesting how generational trauma for those of us who are ethnic is very different than generational trauma for anybody mm-hmm. who's white? And it's true because our generational trauma is usually tied to atrocities of colonization.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's, um, and that's kind of like something that those of us who are part of the global majority all kind of rally around in this funny little way. It's like this one thing that we have in common, um, but it's a hard pill to swallow for anybody who is like straight up anybody who's white and has never had to has never had the stories, never had the stories right. of, you know, grandparents who had untimely deaths because they were targeted by the British or um, you know, aunts or uncles that were targeted for whatever reason. Like, I mean, we could go into the yeah. into like all the stories, but but then at the same time being at the center of power, right? And Mm -hmm. this is what this film, I think, is so, and even at the very, very end, when you get to it, and they have, like, the information that's coming up across the screen about how the British has never apologized for the the massacre, and and the thing is, is, like, that's not going to happen anytime soon, because if they did, then they would, Britain would have to agree that they had participated in some sort of untowards and wrongdoing during the act of colonization, which then uh-huh. means that they would have to say that for everywhere that they colonized. And I, I don't think those floodgates are going to get open anytime soon. Yeah. But um, yeah, like it's it is an unfortunate reality. And yeah, it's a very heavy topic. It is very much this is a very uh-huh. like Schindler's List type film yeah. where yeah you're not going to leave it feeling warm and fuzzy. You're going to leave it feeling um, excited. Again, it just reminded me like the the world of cinema is so much bigger. It's so Uh much bigger. And I just, Uh even this movie was so hard to watch. I got very excited to think of the rich body of stories that, are just waiting for me to be watched they're just out there and if this film is is that oscar quality top-notch narration and storytelling there is so much more out there um and i honestly just can't wait to dig into it because this one was i I think i need a a fun one now like for oh yeah
1: (laughs) you definitely need some some sorbet uh to cleanse the palate
2: i definitely need yeah. the sorbet for i sure. need to
1: smell the coffee beans you know
2: exactly well, exactly
3: for for us for the podcast next week is going to be a lot of fun so uh, there, there is that it's it's what are you doing top. next
2: week you'll, you'll, schindler's
3: you'll, you'll, list we'll find out later
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> thank you for it's that schindler's Andrew. list You're welcome
4: no yeah no.
2: but it's yeah, the movie is great. There's some beautiful, beautiful performances, and there's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. I think it's. uh Again, it's it's. I I don't know. I, I it just really depends what you're into. Now I have friends that are like hardcore, not my queen, anti-colonize like colonization or decolonizing, et cetera, et cetera, of individuals, which I I love. Like I'm not too far off where I'm just like. You know, I think that, but again, a little different for me, but um, they, I reached out to them. I said, look, you got to watch this movie. You're going to lose your mind. You're going to love it so, so much. And everyone's starting to watch the trailers and I'm getting messages coming in. They're like, what is this film? I'm like, guys, I know it was produced in 2021. And the only reason I found out about it is because we had the privilege of talking about RRR and folks you know got it's in touch to, and said hey you got to check this film out.
3: Mm-hmm. It was a lot. I I don't want to underemphasize that. A lot of people and I hope that those people that that requested this are are watching and uh you know are having a good time so far. I will say that we're 45 minutes into this podcast and none of us have done a our five-word review yet. <laughs> <laughs> um which is fine. We we just we just dove in and, and Marie was on a road and I didn't want to stop her so uh, oh,
2: I'll talk for hours, guys. Don't I, even you can uh, always interrupt me. Just put your uh, hand up, whatever, just say shut yeah. up. That also works. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I would I would never tell you to shut up, but you're fine. So Andrew, why don't you go ahead and give us your five word review? Because I do want to talk about the actual movie. Like I want to yeah. talk about the movie um itself. Cause I yeah. I honestly I have a couple of things that I keyed on that that kind of annoyed me. So we'll we'll get there. So
1: okay, Andrew. While Sean watched the underboob sweat um, that he's sitting in. Uh, sorry. We need something for that opening. Uh, something funny to play during our theme song.
3: You're you're fine. Try, uh, I'm uh,
1: trying to throw something out because we're, there, there's going to be very few and far between in this podcast well, uh, know, for this yeah. episode. Who knows? Um, yeah. All right. So Heavy doesn't even begin to describe. That's my review. Like, to say this film is heavy, it is, it's heavy doc. Like yeah. this is, uh, especially the third act. We get to the third act, which Marie talked about. Uh, it is just, uh, him retelling the reason that he is fighting, right? The reason that he is doing what he is doing. And you understand, you understand 100% why he is doing what he's doing. Um, and, I appreciate, but at the same time, I I don't appreciate uh, because I had to sit through it, but I do appreciate it because I had to sit through it. You know, Um, it was almost an hour of this wreckage, right? Of uh, an annihilation really of this whole group of people. And it wasn't just like, you know, I think, the general said, we want to strike fear. Right. And it wasn't just striking fear. It was murdering and straight up murder. And, uh, and the movie does not sugarcoat anything. You don't get to cut away and just hear a gunshot and then see someone laying down. Uh, everything that you could possibly see happen. Pretty much. You see.
3: Yeah. It's the first 25 minutes of saving private Ryan.
1: It's very graphic. I would say it's even worse than that. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, it's, I, it's because, beyond yeah. Saving Private Ryan. Um, but uh, when I see a hand get shot off, uh, and when I see bones hanging and, and flesh hanging off of things, you know. Well, the, the uh, big
3: difference also why it's, it's worse than Saving Private Ryan is because one, those are soldiers, and two, there were children.
1: Right, right. And yeah, and that, that's, again, one thing that kind of got me is I'm seeing innocent people uh and and not saying that I'm ever in favor of murdering anybody, but seeing people that are just there living their lives they're they're not doing anything wrong, anything to warrant any kind of uh, you know treatment like this um and just to strike fear into their into their lives and into their uh you know, to motivate them to follow orders. It's unforgivable. Uh, it, it, you know, and I know this is based on the true event. And so I don't know exactly if it were, if if what we saw was nicer than what actually happened or worse than what actually happened, or if it was accurately depicted, I don't know. Um, either way, uh, this last third of the movie just sits like a rock in your stomach. Um, And it is hard to watch, but again, I appreciate watching it. To go back to the beginning of the film, I did find the first maybe 30 minutes a little hard to follow. uh, Honestly, because it was, it was a little confusing with the time jumps and and moving back and forth. And, uh, but after I got into it a little bit further, it became easier and and the story started to make a little more sense. And that could also be because I'm watching it with subtitles and trying to read what's going on and not really able to watch uh, as, as closely to the, what's happening on screen.
3: Um, Well, and there, to your point, specifically that, which is one of the things that I was, I I too had trouble with the time jump because they it, it felt like we were jumping around time for no reason you know like i know the movie is setting up later that some some dominoes right right Which I, I i do like the movie for it but and when again when you have a two in a two hour and 45 minute movie those dominoes are going to be set for a long time before there's a payoff i get that it's a slow burn it is a slow burn you're not wrong yeah. of course that, but the burn at the end is you know white hot uh you know but it's a
1: bonfire it's not it, just a candle yeah
3: all all of yeah. the, uh, the metaphors you can think of it's there but i mean we're like it's it's like 1919 and here we are and then cut and it's the frozen tundra and it's 1933 i go oh yeah my gosh what happened in in that in that time frame and then and then at one point it kicks to 1936 and then it goes back to um you know, like we, we, we learned eventually snow means 1933 and Mm -hmm. rainy (laughs) London is 1936. And then at one point we were somewhere and I think it was, I can't remember when it was, but then it just said six years later. And I thought, I don't remember where we were. Yeah. I think on those
1: title, on those title cards, it just said, stay with us. (laughs) It's going to pay off. Well, and (laughs) and that would have been helpful.
3: What helped me eventually, and that's only because I know enough of history, is when it said six years later and he was standing in London and they started talking about Prime Minister Chamberlain and that they they did the accord where Hitler and Mussolini said, hey, we're not going to invade Austria. And so I was like, oh, okay, now I know where we are now. We're like 1938. Like we're almost to Mm -hmm. the invasion of Poland and and all of the things that's going to kick off the war. So again, for me, it's like, I had to have that knowledge because I know that kind of stuff. It was a little confusing otherwise. The other thing that I was a little annoyed by. Oh, my, I haven't done your, Marie, you're going to do your five word. Group, but I'm, I'm already here. So we're just going to, we're going to do it. Sorry. Go for it.
2: Go I'm for it. I'm hijacking my own show. I wasn't even, I wasn't even there. I was like, tell me the things that you're annoyed about. I'm on this journey. So continue. So
3: <laughs> the movie does a thing. This is going to sound so dumb. It's kind of like Star Wars. Okay, bear with me. Um, are setting up some dominoes for us? No, <laughs> uh, I'm not that clever. I'm, I'm really okay, sorry, uh, but thank you. <laughs> so, our our hero, Sadar, uh, um, I, I forgive me for not doing the whole title. He he's talking in Hindi. Yeah, that's that's the language. Yes, yeah, Hindi. You got it. He does some broken English when he needs to, but there's a lot of time where he's talking in Hindi. And uh-huh. there isn't a translator to tell us what he's saying. So there, So the, the captions are not in the movie. You have to turn those on, which yeah. is frustrating. Which Fine, but frustrating. Because there are people speaking English to him in just English. So there's multiple yeah. times, especially at the end, when he's telling his story to the cop, there's no translator in between. So it's like Chewie just making noises, and then Han is... is responding but in star wars han's response tells you what he said in this you have to read what he said i don't have a problem reading but it was like i had to make that choice to read it well not the
1: filmmaker's choice well and you have have to to remember though this was this was made in india this is not made you know, and yeah. what but, but so. then
3: would they have subtitles for English? I don't know. I mean I guess no. India does Why speak would English they? too.
1: Yeah, they, right. they can speak
3: English. They're a commonwealth
2: we, country. They were they were up until nineteen forty nine, right? Yeah, yeah. And you so. have to
1: also remember that we're one of the few countries where people are not bilingual.
3: Well, yeah.
1: You're <laughs> in not wrong. some but, in some language or another.
3: Yeah, but even if I remembered yeah. all the Spanish that I took in high school, I, that would not have helped me in this movie. It's just <laughs> no, for the movie. No, but for the for the movie experience again, I have no problem reading. I know I've, I've bitched before, like if you if you if you've listened to us since the beginning, I made a big damn deal about what was it, thirteen assassins, or we did thirteen Ronin or something. It was all subtitled, and I bitched because it makes assassins. it's hard for a podcast that that plays audio clips on a movie where it, none of it's in English. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah,
2: uh, but, but I mean, I just, that's that's the thing. The film's not for you right you know well, like that's the thing like y- you're a guest in the world and it's uh-huh. a privilege to be able to do it right and um... yes
3: yeah but i i again i i can only view this movie as i can view it right like yeah, my we turn so, on subtitles well and again i have no problem turning on subtitles it was though it just took me out of the movie that the 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 guy speaking hindi and the guy that speaks english who earlier in the movie needed a translator but now doesn't so that's why i was like uh, but it was still such a powerful moment in the movie especially when he's he hears the story the cop hears the story and is yeah. so moved cuz uh-huh. there's a couple of hints throughout his when he's doing the investigation cuz at one point he's like beating the hell out of him right or he's at least in the room when the torture scenes and the waterboarding is happening right but the but then by the end, I mean, he shakes his hand like an equal, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he does. He shakes his hand. That's not something you do to someone that you look down on. That is a, a sign yeah. of equality. So even right, right before his death, he finally got, for him, a moment of equality. You know, uh, Obviously, not, a, not enough because he was still hanged. But um, anyway, I guess it was such a powerful scene. And all I could think about in the moment, because it's how my brain works, is how is he understanding him? So, I, I don't know. Well, I, and, I mean, and he, at, I, and I'm at this
2: defend point, myself. he's...
3: I, I will defend the movie. I do want to defend the movie against my own attack. It would have been less impactful had there been a guy, a third guy, standing there translating, translating. everything. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like and. Yeah i don't know i'm I'm. and i mean don't
2: forget like there's a very important part to it like he he's not bad in english he was in england for a long enough time it started off pretty broken and he starts developing skills along the way we saw that scene when they were in the the factory and the british manager is like telling the guys off and then he he understood all of that but here's the thing. When he got arrested, he was not telling them anything. He wasn't telling them he knew how to speak English. He didn't tell them. So he was just keeping his mouth shut because they didn't know who this guy was. Like, who are you? Where are you from? Obviously, he's Indian. We'll have a a Hindi translator. But I think that was a part of the ruse. That was a part of the setup. Sure. He was not he was just saying, OK, well, I've got an automatic barrier and I'm just going to lean into this. So you don't know anything about me. And you know that there's people that I didn't, I wouldn't have been able to communicate with or speak with, and it kind of adds to the mystique. So I don't think it was like he didn't understand. I think that that was just him leaning into the fact that the British would assume that he doesn't speak English, and he was using it as a bit of a cover for a while. And in the end, once he was convicted um, in that weird kangaroo court that he was convicted in, um, then he there was nothing there was no pretense anymore at that point yeah he's it's he's done for like it's he's on his way to the gallows and um the constable now can sit and and have a one-to-one on him there is no agenda they can just be humans and he can share his story and there's a bit more freedom which i thought was interesting um but yeah when he brought in his sweets Oh, when he brought him the ladoo. I was like, nah. <laughs>
3: yeah, his his last meal. Yeah. He that uh, you you again you're you're 100% right, especially like with the court scene because once we get to the court, like the translator's gone, right? Because he <laughs> and he is speaking English. He's he is yelling about, you know, it it's, it shouldn't be illegal for people to fight for their freedom. Like when he's making this these these points um you know and the the filmmaker the the film person in me you know wants him to be this calm collected you know kind of gandhi figure where he's like where he's able to articulate his his point whatever but that's not how it would be he would be so full of rage and energy that it would be hard to articulate he's just yelling like you are the guilty one and you are the guilty one and He was, And it was very frenetic and really well, really well done and well shot. I mean, he literally, his first words are just shoot me now because this is Uh fake. This is no, there's no point of me being here. Um,
2: He's got no one, like all, everybody he knew in the world, like he was an orphan, his parent, nobody knows what happened to his parents. He was in the orphanage and then all of his like brothers and sisters were all murdered when he was 20 years old and at that point like what he has nothing left in this world starts joining the revolutionaries you know they're all murdered it, it's like he has nothing to lose so he might as well be a martyr for freedom I mean, and there's so many like beautiful like undercurrents in the film the fact that he's in london talking about fighting for freedom trying to like to 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 justify that his revenge on on um dyer is justified while planes are flying overhead to fight for britain's freedom against the the onslaught of nazi germany so it's like there's some really beautiful like subtle moments where i'm like this is Uh this is crazy like the irony of this man saying look you invaded my country and we were fighting back for our freedom and that's not okay but germany is knocking on your doorstep and it's totally fine for you to go and and kill germans so that they don't colonize your country totally fine like there is but what is the inequity here? The inequity is is that he's brown, essentially. Mm. So yeah. it's like, and then there's was, there was another really beautiful moment in it that I, I thought was so interesting, which you only would catch if you had the subtitles enabled, which most of us would. Yeah, yeah. Um, But did you notice that when the translators were translating him, they changed what he was saying? Yeah. And and they did it all the time, all the mm-hmm. time. So and it was almost
1: like they were being a little more direct and a little more forceful with what they were saying.
2: Yeah, there was one. Um, what was one of the lines he said? Um, I had here where there's a couple of interesting things. When it's like, um, he said, "I'm I'm against the evil British imperialism." He's like, "I'm not I'm not against the British. I'm against the evil." Yeah, evil British imperialism, and the translator dropped evil, so he just said that he was against British imperialism. Uh-huh. Um, and and I mean, like, that changes the context of it all entirely. I mean, he was against Dyer, who was evil, he said, Kill uh, uh, open fire. You know, he was like, thumbs up, open fire at a gathering of 20,000 innocent civilians. Go for it. That's evil. But once they took out evil, now it's just in British imperialism in general. And that means essentially all British people. So that was an interesting thing. Or whenever they were in the court and the judge told the press not to report on anything Sadar says. Sadar is saying, "I'm fighting for freedom. That's fine. Like there should be, there is no crime to fight to be free. That is my right as a human being to be free." And the judge is like, "Press, you're not allowed to write anything he says." So it's like, it's so interesting. Like they have these like little subtle moments that get added into the film all the way through it, and I think that that just makes it more. Like again, the inequity of it all and how powerful this film can be, but I I mean, like, there's times I was like, oh, that's not good. That is not going to work out in his favor. And I don't know. I didn't know how it was going to end because obviously I didn't know the history of it until I watched the the film, but I really was rooting for him to be honest. I knew that it wasn't going to work out, but I really was rooting for him.
1: Well, and in the first... 30 minutes of the movie, you really don't know whether you are supposed to be rooting for him. And it's not until later that you find out, all right, that he's, he's the reason that we're here. And totally. his fight is the reason that we're here.
3: I mean, only by the fact that he's on the poster, you know, you think, okay, well, he he's the hero of the story. It's funny when he goes in to do the assassination, and Marie, I promise you're going to get to do your five-word review here in a second. Um, oh, it's
2: fine. My five-word review—it's it, it, nothing special. You, you, I know, but it, it's on.
3: a bit that we do on the show, and I want to honor it. Um, it's you know when he goes into the room to to shoot the guy, and he does right. He unloads, he puts four rounds into him, and then he shoots the other guy who I think he got clipped in the arm. Yeah, and he gets caught. My initial thought was he can't get caught. He's supposed. He has more important things to do. He's for some reason right. I, I I I thought if he was going to. To somehow get out of it and to go on to do other things, right? Because that was part of his thing, was he was he was constantly trying to organize arms to, to India and and like everything he tried kind of didn't work, you know, leading up to the assassination attempt. And but he was very, very smart and 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 forward thinking because he had multiple opportunities to kill this man. And but then he realized if I just kill him in his home, it's just a robbery. Or if I kill right. him while we're hunting for you know whatever,
1: I'm he just a Dick em- Cheney.
3: Yeah, it's just yeah, I'm just an, yeah, I'm just an employee. Uh, shooting uh, his, his boss. But if I do it here, in front of this these people at this event, then I get to have my cause. Like, we, we, you know, it was it's actually brilliant on his part. No, yeah. but he knew that he would get caught. Like he had to have known that. Whereas in those other cases, he might have been able to, to get away. But he yeah. would have been labeled a coward and and or, or just a common criminal. He wouldn't have had his, his So uh he, anyway. like
2: he was living out almost the, the instruction of his friend Bhagat Singh, who um who was hung for um bombing i'm gonna this is like testing me right now but it was like his his best friend in the film you see him clutching this one photo of him all the way through until the very end and he was his friend he was his mentor he was his inspiration and um yeah you know like it's again like Like, it's it's crazy it's because the mentioning
3: of his name is when he finally talks to the police when yeah. they mention his name, he's like, "Hey, don't talk about him. This isn't about him. Like, you don't, you don't talk about him. You can talk to me." Yeah. What's your five word view, Murray?
2: Oh my goodness, it's it's nothing. It's like okay. uh, I had I've, I'm fighting for freedom in film because <laughs> oh, I was like, true. just in just in general, like I love my like dec- I'm really into like let's decolonize film. Let's like change the system. Let's tear it down. Raw. So I I'm like yeah, let's let's let's. <laughs> Make let's make film cool again, and let's get some of this. Let's get some interesting stories out there, you know.
3: Yeah, I'm no you're you're not. I'm I'm for it. I I like. I mean, I need to see Parasite, but I I like this yeah, this did. movie was, you know, it it blew me away. I I didn't have the emotional reaction that you did. I think either one of you did at the end, because this is going to sound bad, but I was a little desensitized by the movie Hacksaw Ridge like that movie already sucked that part of my soul away because it yeah. did you watch with, it recently um, within the last six months yeah oh
1: wow okay
3: i hacksaw ridge is one of my like my top two favorite war films ever
1: yeah and i mean it's good i just don't search out opportunities to have my soul sucked out of my body by well film. i
3: mean you 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 know you and <laughs> sam watch the walking dead or whatever you guys do that weekly or what? so oh, no, no 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 I, I know them. that's that's mostly the same thing. I get grief about that all the time, though. But that you know, and and when he does his his one man you know ambulance crew at the end, yeah, which is just it is hard to watch because he's just looking for people to save, and then he saves yeah. that woman. He's the and, only one, and mm-hmm. he's the only the one. Only which one. which there was a moment where I, again, my cynical brain. There's a moment where I'm watching it and I'm thinking, is this what happened? Or are we just showing it's just him to highlight how awesome he is? And I, I remember earlier, and I remembered earlier before you defended, because I remembered this earlier when he was talking to uh, Old Man McBad guy when he was saying... Reginald,
2: Reginald Dyer.
3: Yeah, when he was saying people were afraid to go help the wounded because of the curfew. Yeah. yeah. And he says, no, 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 that's not true. That's not true. And he, he said... Yes, it is. I was there. You know, like uh-huh. he's he's kind of having this argument, you know, even yeah. even when he says like I'm an I'm an educated man. So so in in the moment, in the in the first moment when he after about the seventh or eighth time, I thought, there can't possibly be no one else around to help out. But they were probably all terrified. They were probably afraid that if I go and help, then it'll be a crowd of people that will get shot. And I mean again, they were because the curfew was on, so the, the the curfew had been enacted. So, for all they anyone else knew, they would be killed helping the wounded. So, it uh-huh. it it did make sense narratively and in the in the context of what was happening. Like I said, for about ten seconds, I thought that would really happen. And again, I we don't know, but it right. it it did remind me of Hacksaw Ridge in that moment. But the big difference, of course, is that. Those were soldiers and he was a medic and like he was trained to do that. And this was just a guy mm-hmm. trying to save his family.
1: And, and yeah, it, Marie, I love what you said about we were watching him getting tired and, and we got tired with him and I was exhausted watching him because I, as he was doing this, I thought, my God, he's not just moving like a kitten. This is a whole person. This is a body yeah. that he is. This is somebody who is not able to help themselves. He's lifting these grown adults and putting them onto a, a gurney, sort of, or a, whatever he found there with wheels. Um, and, and pushing them, not just 10 feet across the room, pushing them a long distance to get help. And yeah. it, it's an amazing feat that he accomplished there.
3: The one yeah. part, the one part that really hurt my chest, I mean, like it, it I felt it wasn't the, the, the gun, the violence, because I've seen that a lot. It wasn't, it, it wasn't the dead bodies. It was the moment where he brings in the child, he sets him on the table. The doctor comes over and says, he's already dead. That part is sad. It wasn't that part. It was when he didn't know what to do. He picks up the body and you can see the sheer dread and confusion of, I don't know what to do with this body now. I don't want to just put it down and I have to take him somewhere, but Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. And it was just, it was a very human moment. Um, Because, well, it was just a very, very human moment. And I know Andrew's going to roll his eyes a little bit, 'Cause everything has to revolve either back to Star Trek or West Wing. But there's an episode of West Wing where they're talking about these atrocities happening in another it's a made up country. They use a fake country. But there's this these atrocities that they're they're creating. Turkey. No, it was uh, it was an African country again that's not real, but there was a genocide happening. And they talk Oklahoma. about this, this yeah. They talk about this moment where, you know, when the children die, the mothers don't put them down because they don't know what to do. That's yeah. a line that, that's said in, this, in, in West Wing. And it reminded me of that. It's like, he doesn't know what to do. So it was a very human moment. And that, that to me, that was my moment in that uh, thing. And to your point, Andrew, about being exhausted, I mean, when I hit done with this movie, I, I messaged Marie and said, oh my God, we're like, what are we going to do? And she's like, we're going to be okay. Like, she was my... my <laughs> it's fine. You're like, You're, we're going to be okay. And then I immediately passed out. I went to sleep immediately after this. Like, I... I, I I had no energy.
2: I mean, like the again, like this film was created for us to watch it, and um, we're having a conversation. Like through the course of our our hour and something together, we've had a conversation about inequity, colonization, film, um, rights to freedom. And also just like the interesting narrative tools that were used in the films, other films that it made it think of, like we really went on a whole journey with it. And Uh it's again, like it's, it's, I think that's what I really love about cinema for the most part. And it really just takes us on those into places that we never really expected to go. Definitely did not think that after we did RRR, we would be sitting and talking about, one of the heaviest films I have watched in a very, very long time. Yeah. you know. Yeah,
3: you're you're not wrong. Again, I, 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 you're absolutely right. I when when everyone I shouldn't say everyone when the majority of the comments were, you need to review this movie. I had I had again I had no idea. I did an IMDb search. I saw I saw the picture, uh, you know, the poster, and it's just you know it's just him standing there, looking kind of. Uh, you know, angry behind looks like a like a telephone pole, or actually it says "post" on it. So I guess lurking. It's he's lurking. He's lurking. He he looks like he's about ready to 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 shoot somebody.
1: And yeah. yeah, and that's why I didn't. You know, you mentioned you see him on the poster, and you think he's he's the main main character. He's the good guy. I don't see that. Looking at that poster, I see you see a man.
3: very angry man who's who, yeah. and who's the, the, I, my, I'm going to do my five here just a second, but the, back to the conversation where the cop, the, 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 the sergeant is having with him in the, is when he says, I don't look at you. I don't see a killer. That was the first time you'd ever killed anyone. And I could tell. And it was just really, really interesting that he just, and you see this sometimes in movies and, and in life too, where, um. Especially like with the police, where they where they they they've made their mind up on someone, and then they learn about them, and they go, "Oh, I kind of get why he did that." You know, there's empathy, is a, a thing. All right, my five word review is epic telling of heartbreaking story. Heartbreaking being one word. Um, heartbreak. It, it's true. It, Accurate. It is. Aligned. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm it's gonna I am gonna walk point. through a few of my notes here real quick, and then we can we can move on uh, sure. to whatever else we want to move on to. Um, there's some moments that are that are kind of. So, the first time where he's he's sitting in a car, like, he gets to London, and again, there's there's passage of time, and there might have been a title card that said something. Time later, I might have missed it. There was a couple of times where it felt like I might have. I might be misremembering where it felt like the title card was happening underneath um, dialogue, so it means that it, it was in the way of the. Yeah, I of think the that subtitles. happened the subtitle. I was couldn't think of the word. I think that happened maybe once or twice until I got confused. Anyway, there's because there's a moment where he's getting a cab, and he's talking to the leaders, the the Communist Party leaders there, the the, the Indian, you know, brotherhood. Yes,
2: are a kind yeah. of roughly
3: whatever the 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 england version is right because they're at the that place that restaurant or whatever and then he's like hey i I need some money you know like I, I need some help and then like the next scene he's in a car and i thought how did he so my note was how did he get a car uh and then my next note was six years later what year was it when it went forward and then of course i i, I would then figure that out uh and then i also thought it was really interesting that he had so many different jobs. Uh He never, he never, uh, it it felt like, again, my 2023, having seen a lot of these types of movies, brain says he should take jobs that would uh, help him in the goal, right? Help him, you know, like he, like taking the job as that guy's valet or valet, as they would say in, in England, made a lot of sense, right? I mean, he, he has given himself access to the man that, so that he could so we could kill him. But, like, selling ladies' lingerie doesn't make any sense other than, you know, and th- there's a couple other ones. Like, being a welder, I, that never made sense. I, I kept th- waiting for him to be, like, working on the shipping yards so that he can help smuggle guns to India. There was a couple of moments where, and he's probably just, you know, he just, we do know that he never stayed in one place longer than six months. And that's probably to keep the police off balance. And, and so maybe that was the same thing with the jobs. I don't want to keep one job for too long because then people will start to remember my name or something. I don't know.
2: Well, also keep in mind, he's not a British citizen, Right. Um, he had to apply for a worker's permit and they did mention this in the film they said I think it was like a peddler's permit or it was basically an occasional worker's visa so he was able to have odd jobs and not like anything major so he was able to do like the runoff jobs that people would hire him for for a short period so he just would do whatever it is that he could do in order to get the money to buy you know, pay for his living expenses, buy a gun, buy some ammunition, and get the job done. The end, you know, yeah.
3: and you're right. And, the, and, so- and I I probably, when I wrote my note, I probably didn't think of that in the moment. But I mean, gosh, my first year I was married, I had six or seven different part time jobs at one time because I couldn't find one full time job to do the things that I needed to do. So that's probably the same thing is that. He's just gonna find whatever job he can find, so he can stay in London to accomplish his mission. So, like I said, I've I've seen I've seen too many spy movies. It's my problem. (laughs) You know, like like Jason Bourne would become. You know, he would do. He would get very specific jobs so he can accomplish the mission. That's that's my problem. I've seen too Uh, many American
1: set of skills. Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly.
2: Um, I also realized I was getting the names mixed up. So, Reginald Dyer is the is the art like army captain yeah that opened fire michael yeah. o'dwyer is the um the I governor know, the,
3: or whatever he was
2: the governor the yeah you know who signed off on the order for Dyer to open fire the names are very similar. <laughs> uh-huh.
4: Yeah.
3: Well, you know, English white names that we all sound the same. So it's
2: fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, middle name is Anne. I am half it. I am half British. So born <laughs> in Canada. Yay. I'm a great Canadian <laughs> mutt. Um, but yeah, it's like, yeah.
3: The, this movie. My, so the last two movies, last two notes were this. And I'm going to say my last one first because, because Marie, you're going to have to help me with this one because I, I struggled with this, Jed. I struggled with this because I don't, I don't understand it. I really don't. So my last, my very last note was, oh, he's the Indian version of Desmond Doss, who was from Hacksaw Ridge. That was the, you know, that was when he was doing his, his hero save the day kind of thing. Right. Again, I know very different, but that's what it reminded me of. Right, the other part my my last note, my second to last note was obviously, there's a huge part of this I don't understand. It's that how Indians could do this to their countrymen that I had a hard time with
1: is that yeah well it, 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 there are also i mean historical records of of people that were i guess i don't know if you want to call it stockholm syndrome or or brainwashed by you know colonizers from other parts of the world that sided with them and joined their militaries and yeah, it's it happens you know and it 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 almost falls back on the guy that said i was just following orders i was just doing my duty in some in some ways you know
3: yeah i yeah i get that him you know uh, i do that well he's different i'm not talking about him but yeah 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 i know you're not yeah. it's just uh, i mean like really like you you, you can you, you understand what i'm saying right like it it just yeah. it it seems like such a crazy thing for for to have i mean even in r r r there was a lot of troops that were indian and i mm-hmm. just kept thinking like yeah. why is it is it the thing where you know, these are the people with power and I don't want to be left on the street. So I'll do whatever they say so I can gain yeah. a little bit of self-respect. And if that in, in food on the table and a house over my whatever, and is, is it is it as simple as that is that these men are just, they'll do whatever it takes just to maintain a little bit of, of whatever. I don't know. It just
2: survival, you know, like you Yeah, You got to survive. And you, whenever you have individuals that are faced with really difficult decisions and they, you know, they've got to make choices and sometimes they're, they find themselves in situations and they have to. Align with their oppressors, it's just like it happens all the time, and there's there probably there may have been even a handful that were aligned with what the British were doing they maybe there was there was a small group of people that really believed that Britain was going to help revolutionize their country um mm-hmm. so I mean, like we see it there's people on all sides of the on the fence on it. The interesting thing is that they kept talking through the film about how um you know, Indians, two million Indians signed up to fight for the British in World War I. And, you know, we had so much success with it. Da When the truth of the matter was, is that Britain had committed those numbers before even consulting with anyone in the country. So people were often pressed to be a part yeah, of, they were conscripted. of armies. So
4: mm-hmm.
2: exactly. And so you think about that and they're conscripted, conscripted and they're indoctrinated and then likely at some point, maybe they're coming back, they need work. And what is, what does a fighter do? Fight. So right. I mean, there's, there's a number of different reasons for it, but I, I don't think that saying that how could they, I mean, it's, it's, yeah.
3: uh, and for all I know, every one of them missed on purpose for all I know, you know what I'm saying? Like you right. know, maybe they're like, yeah. All I have to do is empty my rifle. That's all I have to do. So I'm gonna shoot the wall. I mean, I don't know. It just yeah. it 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 would also be surprising to me. Like again, the the gentleman from RRR who was in this who was the soldier, that we find out that his 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 long con was to become so high up that he would be granted access to weapons so that he could help liberate his his people. I I it yeah. and I again cause I have zero knowledge of Of this before watching RRR this is legit before watching RRR the only thing I knew about the kind of English colonization of India was from a stand-up comedian named Eddie Izzard who does a lot (laughs) of history in his stand-up and he makes Uh a kind of flippant joke about how the British were the ones that that invented the concentration camp in India long before hitler did and he said so like you know good on us for inventing that like that was the joke in the in the 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 boer war b-o-e-r war that's part of right that that's part of this right maybe i'm getting that wrong anyway the point was it was that was like that's kind of all i knew about it and so this has really been very eye-opening to to this thing so yeah i just I, i i I get both of which, I do get what you're saying. It would just be surprising to, it wouldn't surprise me if next year or the year after we learn about, you know, the sergeant that had a group that all decided that we are not going to stand for this and they fought against, you know, they turned their guns on their British soldiers and died or something like that. Like it, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. Maybe it would. I mean, like you take a look.
2: Yeah. I I mean, ultimately, if even if you take a look at history in America, I mean, the revolution itself or um, um, the Civil War and you had Americans against Americans, families were divided. Even go to somebody's Thanksgiving dinner and I'm sure you're going to have people from their their same race. They're all hanging out together. They're from the same families. Very different opinions going over. over the And I was like, come on. You know, just yeah. eat some turkey. So it's like, <laughs> it's not, it's not. Um, it, but it's for not some reason a, that feels. Just, yeah. Like, like,
3: like, I know what you're saying. I do get that. And you're not wrong. We did fight a war where we killed the, 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 the war that had the most American casualties was the American civil war. More Americans died in that war than any other war combined because we killed some money of ourselves. I, I get that, that point. And so you're, you're making the point of, well, How can Americans kill Americans? Well, because one half wanted to do something else very awful, and the other half said, you can't do that. And they said, okay, fine, we're going to fight. That's not like here, though. It's not like they were already, one half of India said, hey, we want to do a thing. And the other half said, no, you can't. And then they fought, and then England came in and trained half of them. Right? India just came in, or England just came in and said, hey, we like all your stuff. We have a flag. Therefore, this is now ours. And if you want to eat our good food, which is actually really bad because we're England, then there's a joke <laughs> against them because he made the joke. Good in the food movie.
2: is actually pretty pretty dope though. Like I, it gets a bad I, rap. I never really understood it to be honest.
3: Some of the, it. The the joke is always is just that it's bland. But um, anyway, my my point is that like, i I just my brain is having a hard time with that. Like it really like it just. I understand that they couldn't have revolted from day one, right? They, 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 they wouldn't have been equipped to do that. They wouldn't have had the, the means to do that. But, uh, anyway.
2: There's again, you will always have people on different sides and people are stuck with their reasons and they make choices and they go, they will go to bat. I mean, they will fight to the death over what that is. I think that where we have to kind of get past it is saying that even though like to us, we're like, Oh, okay you're all being you're all being colonized you're all being forcefully occupied and should you not be fighting together against the common threat and would the common threat not be the british in this case instead it's you know it's a little bit of everything but as i said it's very complicated there's some people who are likely forced to fight for some reason or another there's others that choose to fight and then there's some that are conscripted to fight there's and there's, and some of it is just simply like, okay, well, the British are here. They're, they're obviously winning. So let's just pick the winning side and yeah. it's going to be hard, but I, I have to survive. Like I have to make sure that my bloodline makes it to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation, because it's, the British don't really care. We saw anything from the massacre at uh jelly oh, okay, love. Let me try this again. The massacre at Jelivolac Bog. Um, they didn't really care. They just they would. Okay, cool. You're having a religious. Pro- you're having a religious festival, and you're having a peaceful protest. We're just gonna kill without impunity. And the worst part about that is that they've only have they only recorded 400 deaths on that day, but the totals are likely in the thousands. But you know. Who, who yeah. was in charge? The people well, who don't want the story told.
3: Well, yeah. It, it, it's also easy for me to sit here as a cis white male to have my principles and say, you should, you know, all of them should have fought back because you're right. It's, it's a very complicated thing. And um, I mean, that's there's the same reason why they were they were French fighters that fought for Germany. Because they came, Germany oh, came sure. in and, and they said, Well, we can't win. So we're going to sympathize. We'll be German sympathizers. And then, of course, when Germany left, you know, it was bad for them. Now that's different because it was a few years as opposed to a couple of generations. But yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we're all very similar. We just want to be able to wake up and live another day and be happy and move on with our lives. Sometimes people make choices that don't align with yours in order to get to stay on that path or to get on that path. And it can be very challenging. As I said, like, when you're dealing with, you know, the story in this film where you're like, but I will say this, that is really interesting is the film, what the film doesn't do is it doesn't glass over or rewrite any of those pieces. So they're saying, you know, they're, they're, they could very easily rewrite history to a certain degree and make sure that when those troops are coming in, it's only white people behind those guns. Yeah, They made the mm-hmm. choice to keep this accurate to the context yeah. of the history of the people and to have that conversation on the deeply complicated and conflicting history of, of being women surviving in an oppressed state and um, some of those choices that divide people. Know, they put it in. We're having a conversation yeah. about it. Yeah,
3: you know? yeah, so. the, uh, yeah. The yeah. The only yeah. Uh, I'm just as I'm. I'm thinking about that scene as they they come marching in. Is you know the filmmaker just to chose to make all of the soldiers, the white ones and the Indian ones, to be like none of them did their job. What am I I trying to say? You know, there was never a shot where the camera zoomed in on one of them and he's looking around like, really? We're going to do this? Like, this is about to happen? Like, we never saw that moment because we've we've seen that in other movies where, like...
1: We never saw any regret from any of them or guilt or or fear or... We just saw duty.
3: Yeah. Uh, And, yeah, exactly. Uh, That's a good word for it. All right. Uh, I do have to... At some point, we have to do in the. We do have to end the podcast. This has been a, a fantastic discussion. <laughs> and I'm not ending it now. We still have some things to to do. I, I do have a few clips now. Um, well, three of them are. Are you know? Well, they're all in English because I had to capture for English. So, uh, that means it's going to be white people talking. But I I captured these clips. Can this movie be very clear? Marie's middle name of Frank Brazil is the only fun in this entire movie. Yeah. Now there is some joy. I did say this movie is devoid of joy. It isn't. There is a moment where he's he's was that his sister or was that his girlfriend the 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 woman that couldn't speak?
2: Kind of his. It, it was. She was also an orphan, and right. um,
3: because he he referred to her like her we're best friends, whatever. But it, and i know the word sister uh, is a different meaning yeah.
1: or something like that
2: Rush, but they were they
1: yeah, were friends
3: yeah. yeah um so they're, they're having like this yeah really i think moment. he would have because he Reshma. did
2: kind of Sorry. try and propose marriage marriage to her and she was like i'm never going to get married he's like well if you're never going to marry it, i'm i'm also not going to get married which was also terribly sad because obviously she gets killed so yeah. then he never got married. He stayed true to his work. Ugh, there's too many things to it. But there too was there was
3: some joy in that moment where they're kind of hanging out and stuff. I mean, I, it, it was it was a flashback after we've already had some horrible, but some the movie isn't totally devoid of joy. My point is is that usually when I capture a clip it's because it's something funny. There isn't. So I captured these clips specifically because if you listen to this show, episode, and don't watch the movie, I wanted to give you a glimpse of what is happening in the movie. Does that make sense? I wanted to give you a taste so that when we say, these are the things that the movie said, and you're like, maybe they're exaggerating. I wanted you to be very understood. I wanted you to understand very clearly, this is what was said in the movie, so... Here we go here's here's the first one this clip is labeled white man's burden
0: the empire was and is a force for good and that is why ladies and gentlemen it is not only our right but our duty to rule india without us they will return to savagery looting and killing one another it is not only africa ladies and gentlemen but it
3: it's the white man's burden. White man's burden. It is our job as civilized people to civilize other people at the point of a gun.
2: Colonize. We don't say civilize.
3: I know, but that's the word he no. that's the word that he used because that's a better word.
1: It's it's taking something that's not like you and making it that way, so you're less afraid of it. Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, we were we That's we were, were talking to... about ska earlier. Um, my favorite band is a band called Five Iron Frenzy, and they are based out of Denver, Colorado. And they have several songs, almost one per album, in which it they sing about the plight of the the Native American or uh, the indigenous peoples. the The opening song on their first album is called the it's called Old West. And they literally talk about, um, you know, the 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 the, the song literally says, uh, you know, join us, uh, you know, love Jesus, or we'll put a bullet in your brain. Uh, I'm missing the quote a little bit, but that's basically it's what it is. Along it. those that lines, yeah. That's it. basically it. I mean, they do use the phrase "we'll put a bullet in your brain." I can't remember the the line before it. Um, I'm a bad fan. All right this one is just labeled history now i i i this is a minute long so we kind of tuck in and this was actually uh it's this is directly into the intro so if you take the intro this is the intro is 14 seconds and it leads into this i just love this because it gives us like a, a one you know a 60 second kind of rundown of him while he's doing his thing here our our hero
0: he first settled in a small apartment in east london constantly shifted residences almost every six months from the east across to the southwest at Bournemouth. (laughs) While here we've tried to organize an international network of rebels for the Garda party making contact with sources across Europe. There's a police complaint against him in 1937 for publicly beating another Indian in a brawl at a bar in South London. He obtained a local peddler's license, working odd jobs as a stationary salesman. Also, an extra on a movie set. Sometime later, he's spotted at a flea market selling lingerie. And he owns a Fiat car by now. Our last entry in the records show him working as a welder in an iron factory in East London. This was about six months before the assassination.
3: There you go. Um, for Marie and Andrew's sake, this won't be very good for the podcast, but I did put the lyrics to that, 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 uh, that verse from that song, five and frenzy. Actually, I'm just going to read it. Cause I think it's pretty interesting. Oh, um,
1: I thought you were going to take your shirt off
3: or something. I'm sorry. I could do that too, if you want, but that's not part of my plan. Um, but the, the chorus <laughs> okay. is said one cowboy to another. I think it would be nice if we could take these engines and convert them all to Christ see they are all disgusting and bringing me great pain and if they don't believe me we'll put a bullet in their brain so there you go civilization
2: all right civilization Yeah, i love indigenous artists i i have to say a little bit obsessed with snotty nose res kids they are like fire fire there's like so (laughs) many it's so so good highly recommend anybody listening and they want to check out an indigenous hip-hop group go for snotty nose rest kids they take no prisoners in their lyrics and it's so refreshing again it's just like that's the word it's just refreshing anything that's kind of taking us away from the status quo i think is really interesting for the most part um and eye-opening
3: all right uh one more two more here this is the set example theme
0: revolution is a dangerous game we cannot afford another mutiny sir i want to set a precedent punishment of itself is not necessarily a deterrent but if the punishment is such that it creates a fear of punishment that would be of great practical value we need to set an example sir good night
3: the part that's just bone chilling is at the end when they're they're showing kind of the that mid credit part where it's like footage, you know, it's like black and white footage and they're in, interviewing the general and he goes, if you could have gotten the, the the vehicles with the machine guns in there, would you have used them? Yeah, I would have done that because it would well. have been more efficient. And they're like, would the the casualties would have been higher. Yeah.
2: Huh. That was a point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I mentioned this earlier. This was uh, a, <laughs> this was a, a, a powerful
0: moment. Is there anything I can do for you? Yes. Tell people I was a revolutionary.
3: People, I was a revolutionary. I love it. Yeah. And we haven't really mentioned it, but that actor was fantastic in this movie. I mean, he was so yeah, good. He really was. Um, all, all of the acting was really well done. I mean, as far as how the movie was made, uh, apart from some of the time jumps, it was beautifully shot. The music was really well done. Uh, at no point that I was ever distracted by it.
4: No, oh, I enjoyed moment, the music a lot. Yeah.
3: The only and this is and again, Andrew, well, because he knows me. There was one boom shadow that I saw, and I I almost took a picture of it. But the moment in the movie that it happens is so not happy that I thought, <laughs> "Eh, I'll let it pass. It's fine. It's just a no one." I'm pretty noticed sure it except... I took
2: a picture of it. I was gonna say I also you saw a boom shadow. I'm pretty sure I saw solar panels on oh, and i took a picture of it uh-huh. and I, I couldn't tell it was definitely it was either solar panels but it was or very modern windows like skylight windows i'm like oh yeah. if all he had to do is like move his head a little to the left and yeah. it would have been you wouldn't have seen anything
3: yeah i don't know, I don't know. I, yeah yeah anyway there's a boom shadow it's fine it happens uh never when I was
1: a boom operator, but just kidding. It happened. How do how do you get a shadow under a horse though?
3: Uh well it's what you boom from under the horse. There okay. you go. That joke has been around for eight years. I appreciate it. has. That, that is a that is a joke. And
1: boom under the horse has meant many different things on this show. <laughs> All right. And now for some more bad news. Ready? All right. Bad news
3: time. Well, so we had what we like to call a failure to communicate because Marie, last time she was on the show, said, I'm doing the game next time. And I didn't communicate that to Andrew. That it was actually happening. So we have two games, I think, is what we're going to do. We're going to go kind of a back and forth. Yeah, It's okay. Two I,
2: questions, I, one, yeah. one guy.
1: Yeah, And I you know think, what? Like, I'm you're... just
2: curious to see if Andrew and I just asked any of the same questions. I mean, there's uh, yeah. a point.
1: I do wonder. Yeah, is There there's is a point crossover? where I
2: just... Yeah. yeah, but I don't know if it was the same for you. Where I was like really intent, I was really committed to this ever, and I I was really in it. Well, but then I'm going to be honest with you. In...
1: Movies like this for me, it's really hard to do that because I'm invested in the film more so than if we're watching of... like some old trashy film, you know.
2: Exactly. Yeah, but it was like I I. It took me so long probably to get through the first hour, hour, hour and bit of the film because I would be rewatching. I was like, oh, that was really great. And then I, oh, no, no, that's fine. I, I should go back, rewind it. And that, that could be a thing. But as I said, there's a point in the film where I just abandoned the task entirely because I'm like, <laughs> at this point, yeah. I yeah. can't, I, I cannot go, I can't in good conscience ask anything because i don't want to diminish what's happening on screen but the yeah. first part of the film when you don't really know what's happening it's like go for it
3: well the That's other part opinion. of it too is you have to you're also reading you know right so it's so like you miss them. Yeah. Your, your, your eyes can only have so much time to dart from thing to thing when you're also reading so so we'll we'll go marie first and then andrew we'll, let's just do that so you're asking just me the questions right
2: I guess so. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well either way, Marie's already got stickers coming to her, so she's we're all winners in in whatever.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's try with something relatively easy. Um, when when sadar was in Russia and remember he collapsed in that field. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then he was picked up by a person who had a dog sled yeah. and was taken to rescued him essentially how many dogs were pulling the sled
3: it was five wasn't it
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you win. Okay. one point see how to go like simple i want you know i want you to feel good about yourself because andrew's gonna answer ask some questions that i'm like not gonna and it's
3: know. so funny i remember specifically because it was a really cool drone <laughs> shot right because the drone is tracking the dog sled and then yeah. it comes down pretty low and I remember specifically there was one dog in the middle, and it didn't like whatever that drone was because it kept veering off to the side. Like it, uh-huh. it, oh. it didn't want to go straight. It kept going. I'm thinking either because it wasn't a helicopter because there wasn't enough snow being kicked up, but I, uh, I thought, oh, that dog doesn't like that. It keeps going off to the left. So, um, you know, it's a dog. All right, Andrew, what do you got? This is
1: okay. Uh, what type of car? Did sit our own, according to the police report?
3: It was a Fiat.
1: It was but
3: very it, good. I, it's in the clip that I played. <laughs> oh, it was. Yeah, uh,
1: it shows you how much I was listening to your. It's I'm fine. sorry, I was reading my questions, getting ready, <laughs> getting ready to ask them.
3: All right, I'm gonna roll here. Two, two, here we go.
2: Um, one of my favorite things, and again, this is an easy one, but I just thought it was delightful. Sure. Um. There was a warning that popped up on the screen just after Cher Singh arrived in London. What is that warning?
4: Like a like a movie title warning?
3: Like no. there was a There was a was warning. Was there any
2: warnings that were on the screen in the film? I don't it was I don't a remember law advisory.
4: There. I don't know. I don't remember that. A it warning. was
2: watermarked in the lower right-hand corner. And it was like, it it pops up when he arrives in London, and it, it really doesn't leave until very close to the end. It kind of, sometimes it changes a little, but the warning is still in essence is always the same.
3: I have no idea.
2: It was, uh, smoking is injurious to health. And then when they were drinking on screen, that would change, and we say smoking and uh, cigarettes and alcohol are injurious to your health, and that was it. And it was a watermark w- on the screen, and it was there the entire time.
1: Really, I wonder if I wonder if that's exclusive to other countries because I don't remember seeing that. Like, I wonder oh, if that's something really that they play in Canada. Yeah, because you
3: watch this on Prime, no- right?
2: prime.
1: yeah maybe i just yeah, missed yeah, yeah. that because i didn't see that either
3: i had yeah i have like i'm i'm so confused by this like i want to go back and i would
2: like... be surprised if yeah i'd be surprised if they specifically watermarked the film order to have just well, in canada
1: well here well, they like encourage us to to ruin our health um but <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the government
2: makes a hefty fee off of the sale of alcohol, cigarettes, and cannabis and sued to be psilocybin. So uh-huh. I just assumed uh- that it was. Uh, um, Maybe like it's it- there. I mean,
1: I'm going to trust you that it's there. I I'm, I'm, I can't go back through a three hour movie and try to find it. But.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right. do it right now. I see, <laughs> I see. Sean is like looking. Yeah, he's you he's go intently
1: and... going back through the movie.
3: Well, I, it's it's going to take me fifteen minutes because this this computer that I'm using is so slow. It's going to take me too long to do it. But I well, I wow. really I honestly think that that's a Canadian thing because we, we ran into is. this recently when we were trying to watch it's... a movie. Uh, what we, we're trying to watch Andrew. We're we're trying to do something, and it wasn't in Canada on Amazon right. Prime.
1: Well, uh, and you yeah. know, people have VPNs that they can watch things from other countries. I, yeah, I
3: I don't. All right, but, I, don't, I don't I don't care that I lost the point. I'm just more curious about this this watermark thing where it's like this thing is bad you for you. Look, like if it was American, it pops like, up it, it, had, like when smoking it would have been. Oh yeah. yeah, there was nothing like that. I like for right. for real in America it would be like buy these cigarettes. <laughs> Now there, there was a point. Um, there, there, there is like there was a. What well, who was it? Was it Showgirls? Was like the movie where um, I can't I've remember the name. Never seen of the director. That. but basically, like, like that's I kind of the movie. Never seen Showgirls. Um, have That's kind of the movie where it was like, hey, smoking is now bad on film, and so like that, it really smoking really kind of took a turn at that point, and really only bad guys and. Well, foreign people would smoke at that point, yeah,
2: yeah. A... yeah. um, yeah, I had opinion. never seen that before, and it popped up, it was like again, it's on the very like lower, it was very discreet, um and it pops up on this lower right hand side of the screen on the scenes when they're smoking or they're smoking and drinking alcohol, and then it's like,, <laughs> it would be there, I'm like, what <laughs> is that? That's cool, and' they're, like it's yes, there is um there's films that don't have rights to be in Canada because in Canada, sometimes it's other networks that have the right to air that content, so usually it's oppressed, uh-huh. um which is really annoying at times, but I pretty much have all the uh-huh. streaming platforms, so as long yeah. as I've got stars, I'm good
1: <laughs>
2: okay so
1: so my <laughs> next question, Sean, is it deals with uh... Sheer Singh as well. So um, it's good that you brought that up. Sheer Singh arrives and they put a wanted poster up on the wanted poster. It says Sheer Singh is blank years old and is this high. Is this is tall.
3: <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't pause this movie one time to like get any. Well, I didn't, I didn't pause it either.
1: Oh, you, you just saw
3: it. Um, you must okay. have a bigger TV than I do. Uh I I don't know. He was 30, he 30. Well, I'm sure I, I my TV in my bedroom's a 40 inch TV. I, I've been trying to get my wife to not more. the I'm size. Yeah. It is the size. Um because my TV downstairs is a 65 inch and it's beautiful. It uh and it's also 4K. I don't know. He's 33 I years old nothing and
2: finer than a 65 er uh. Yeah. That's my new saying now.
3: You should say that all the time. Just not in a...
2: Yeah.
1: Just not in a senior citizen center. Yeah.
2: Or maybe do it there. They'd probably like that.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they would. I don't like
3: think that. they're 65 years old in senior citizen centers. Maybe. Yeah, maybe.
2: <laughs> it's not like an episode of the Golden Girls when you find out afterwards they're all in their 50s. And you're like, yeah, oh,
3: wait, it, Yeah. And, you just, and then we, you look at J-Lo, who's 55, and think, but you're not... Her and Betty White are not the same, you know? No. Um, oh. It's <laughs> different in yeah. the eighties. They uh, harder living back then. Um, uh, he was six. Okay, let's was, go back.
2: To, you got to tell us how old he is and how tall
3: 30, he is. He's thirty three years old and he's five foot
1: ten. He was twenty seven, and he was six foot one. <laughs>
3: he's six one. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah.
3: I just, yeah. again, he's not. He's not American. So I just because like everyone in Hollywood is little, except for, like you have the occasional. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth or Liam Neeson—they're like six, like legit, like six two, six three. But otherwise, everybody else all, is like Tom
1: Cruise.
3: Yeah, they're all yeah, they're all little people. So it's funny.
1: All right, uh, little people is a different thing.
3: You know what I mean? They're all okay. short. All right. Let's stop. Can before you
2: remember all of his code names? No. Over the years, no. Well, you? Know I was going to ask that sure. question too, you? but two
3: yeah, I, know I two. Like, yeah. yeah yeah i even if i could remember them i wouldn't be able to pronounce them well enough to actually remember them
2: well uh, i mean yeah, you can uh, try at least yeah actually than... you know three of them to be very honest
3: well we, we set
2: to... them through the show
3: yeah we have sadar udam is one of them uh the other one was i began with a it was a it was a short one like U Udin or something like that. It was a it was a short one and then Siddhar was his last name, Argus. Do they is that how is it like in um again, I just I don't know. Is it like where they do the, the surname first and then the last name uh, uh first name? You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, like...
2: But uh his yeah, his last name—we actually just said it like moments before. I yeah. Asked about his name. Yeah, uh it's is Singh.
3: sing yeah. Mm-hmm. So like there was uh so, so there was like they they did say uh, Sadar Singh, and then there was also you know it was a short one. It was like ooh gosh dang it. it was like yeah, y- it's
2: you already, need... you got it. You keep going. Ooh, yeah, ooh, ooh what.
3: Yeah, I was like, ooh, there's ee, 24
2: ee. hours in a
3: day. Ooh Day?
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs> put put the two sounds together. <laughs> ooh,
3: ooh, ooh Day sing. Ooh, yes, two, da. you
2: got it. See, you know this. You got it.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, I feel like we're teaching also, I feel like what's... I'm teaching my children how to do math. Um
2: what what was the name of our favorite uh song from our new favorite band? My well, yeah, Frank think
3: think Brazil. Frank Brazil, yeah, yeah. Thank I mean, I know, you. Yeah, so we, now you know got two.
2: One.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh yeah, That's all ah,
2: okay. I got it this is actually I'm enjoying this one. So okay, how yeah, I about can tell. um <laughs> Okay, another name, another name. Think of a famous female singer from the 70s had a variety show. Um
3: that's not helping
2: is ha- is known for having a remarkable amount of plastic surgery is still alive today is a gay icon she has one name what is it
3: Madonna Cher Cher ha-
2: <laughs> okay and last name also what she does Singer sing, Cher Singer
4: Cher Sing, just sing. sing? Oh, okay yeah
2: Singh.
3: <laughs> Look, I'm. I, I'm, I'm I, I good at this it. game. Uh, yeah, you are. Um, so you got you got a couple. <laughs> you got a couple. I'm good that on this you.
2: side. I'm, um, so yeah, we have Cher Singh, Uday Singh, Udam Singh, Azad Singh, and Frank Brazil. Frank, and swear to God, it's the moment they said Frank Brazil, I i had to pause it and yeah. just laugh for a good two minutes because i i was not expecting that name at oh, all it's like, but I mean, legitimately it's like a... he did go by frank brazil
3: yeah i mean it's almost like a also, porn name i'm just gonna be honest with you it's kind of a porn
2: it's an excellent name and it's a fantastic, from now I love on it. when i go to karaoke <laughs> and I need a name. I'm writing yeah. down Frank as so, one of my yeah. all Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's it's a great. Good on him. Good
1: all right, what you got, him. Andrew? Well, I didn't take as many, or I didn't notice as much um, throughout the movie, like I said, because I was in, enthralled in the film. But I did have one more, and that was how long did Udom say that he wanted to kill Odwire? How how many years was he waiting to do it?
3: Night. 19 years, no, no, 21
2: years? 20 years, wasn't it?
3: It was 21, yeah, 21 years, yeah, yeah. I knew it was somebody's drinking age, either ours or Canada, I couldn't remember. <laughs> 21,
2: yeah, 18. If you're in, in Quebec, <laughs> so
3: oh, nice, of course, the French,
2: I know exactly. That's where we'd all go when we were 18. We're like, oh, we're gonna go to Montreal this weekend, Woo!
1: yeah
2: good times uh, one, one time um, memory,
3: not tonight but sometime i need to tell you how i almost didn't get into canada so that's a fun story um all right you got one more
2: <laughs> um uh, do i have one more if you don't that's fine because
3: uh, we do need to move along <laughs> it's two hours
2: no no no. i think honestly like i i don't have any i have ridiculous ones i just but i did write down the name lord ha ha
0: um, because yeah. the
2: point I also was not expecting to hear that, but that's legitimately was uh was the name of the lord. Um yeah, that's it. I just wrote Lord Ha, ha down for in no other
3: context around it whatsoever. That's all right. Well, I like it's it a really Lord Haha.
1: Ha. A good uh, note.
3: It was a good note. Yeah. All right, time for this.
1: Excuse me while I whip this out.
3: We are going to do our top three. And this week, because this movie is a biopic, we are going to do our favorite biopics. And we're going to start with Marie.
2: Top biopics. Um, My favorite biopic... I love Malcolm X with Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I honestly... Loved that movie when I was younger. I also really enjoyed ooh, this one. I'm doing a bit on the fly because I was like, ah, biopics, I can do it. I also really enjoyed um, the Queen biopic, can't remember. Bohemian what it's Rhapsody, called. Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. and okay. I also. <laughs> terrible movie i also really enjoyed house of gucci because
1: oh i wanted to see that i haven't seen it,
2: it oh it's atrocious what <laughs> is the accent i don't know is this a comedy <laughs> is it an epic love story is it a tragedy is it a, a true crime i don't know the best the movie is so ridiculous but it is very entertaining it, and there's so many things that just come out of the blue. Also for me, when I first watched it, uh, I went and saw it in theaters with a friend of mine. I also didn't know the story. And the ending took me by so a surprise. I was not expecting. It just, it was entertaining. And I, I really enjoyed it for what it is. And I think it's one of those films that are, is going to be, if it isn't already a, a deep, and beloved cult classic because it is ridiculous. Nice. So those are my three picks. All right.
3: Uh, my three are The Imitation Game. Oh, Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch.
1: That's such a good movie. I, I'm. It Kind of upset good. I didn't think about that one.
3: Oh, it's a great movie. And <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, And again, I love the
1: music too. Oh yeah.
3: No. Yeah. It's, it's great. Great it's score. Good. Uh, my number two, Hacksaw Ridge, uh, about Desmond Doss. And my number one, this is just one of those movies that if it's on TV, I stop and watch it all the way through. It doesn't matter where I am. I don't know why I'm in such love with this movie, but I am. It's The Social Network.
4: Uh-huh. You
3: know, I just, I I mean, uh-huh. it's the Aaron Sorkin joint, so I'm going to, you know, whatever, just fall in love with it. But that's it.
1: Uh, Andrew? Well, I have a very little-known film called Copying Beethoven as my number three with Ed Harris. um, And the the lady that was in National Treasure, mm-hmm. she is his copyist. So Copying Beethoven. Uh, Ray is my number two about Ray Charles. Yeah. And number one, I have The King's Speech.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. Oh, you know what? I was thinking about that last night.
3: Mm-hmm. nice
2: and i was uh, like wow you did some dirty stuff man yeah. but the royal yeah. family but you know yeah. it was such an enduring film so enduring braveheart yeah. oh my goodness now i'm going through lists of lawrence of arabia what kind of arab am i and i'm not saying lawrence of arabia that was a great I, film i thought about,
1: Talk about long heart- movies
3: yeah. yeah, I thought about Braveheart, but it's also so historically inaccurate that I couldn't, in good conscience,
1: really call it a biopic. Yeah, because it's yeah. just it's
3: just yeah. Mel Gibson just doing awesome things on screen. I mean, it's a great film, but
2: Spartacus.
3: I really, when you get seen...
2: into it, you realize there's a lot of films that are are just oh, oh they really, the really are. It's <laughs> <is> a classic <laughs> Who Done It.
3: Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, the only person on Twitter to participate, but that's also because Twitter was kind of broken today, which was annoying. Thanks, Elon. Um, was uh, uh, Drew, our good friend Drew from Across the Stars podcast, says um, this is Spinal Tap. Uh, walk hard. Is that a biopic? I don't think it is. Which, it's a it's a mockumentary. It's a mockumentary.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then don't ruin it for him.
3: That's fine. I mean, he's gonna listen to this and be, you know, be ruined. But that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Walk hard, the Dewey Dewey Cox movie, Dewey whatever Cox. it's called. Which again, it's not a
2: real person. So
3: <laughs> um, maybe
2: that's the joke. You only look the the documentaries. Well, but then the but the
3: last one again is a mockumentary, uh, and that's weird. The Al Yankovic story. So <laughs> I okay. mean, it's it it's a biopic about word but it's all it's farce which is i'm not uh, mad
1: at any of those choices to be honest
3: i'm not either i think mean, <laughs> drew is i think drew might be trolling us a little bit i don't know uh, i think he but, is uh, get on for get sure on
2: here, oh my goodness now i'm thinking of like the tanya uh harding I, biopic tanya
3: I, um hi tanya yeah
2: oh so good yeah. that was there or the eyes of tammy Faye. actually I was really into the eyes look I'm going to go on. I'm just going to start naming random plot lines for films (laughs) that I don't remember the titles of. That's fine. And just continue to enforce the idea that most films are based on true stories of people's lives. So I guess there are a lot of biopics.
3: There are. I mean, there was one that I saw in in the theater with my wife was that one called Unbroken, which is um, uh, Angelina Jolie directed. It's about this guy who was a World War II, you know, man. Yeah. And uh, it was a really fantastic film and it was hard it was also hard to watch cuz he he got tortured pretty good. The the scene where when he in this movie where he's being tortured and they're going to stick the hot things in between his fingernails like that my oh. wife like dove her face into my chest. She's like, "Oh, I can't watch this part." So cuz she did watch this with me part of it. She fell asleep well into it, but it was late. All right, time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? As Marie continues to look for other biopics, uh, this is where we're going to give the movie a score. We have to give it a score. Just to give it a little bit of reference, a little, little context there, IMDb, which uh, has about 43,000 votes on it, has this movie as an 8.4. Yeah. So I, I, uh, there's a little, little, little context there. And we start with Andrew.
1: I I like the film. I mean, as far as I think it's well done, I think it's an important film. Uh, and I do believe that it should have been a little more of a contender for some nicer awards. Let's say an Oscar, for example, but um, I, it's not something I want to rewatch. So I don't think the rewatchability is quite there, but that doesn't mean that Schindler's List is not a great film either. It's, fantastic it is iconic and, and and i believe this one is too uh so i'm gonna kind of put them in the same category uh so i'm gonna say an eight i'm just gonna say eight okay out of ten
2: all
3: right marie
2: yeah i'm gonna put it up there i mean R R rrr look, look i gave that a 10 and i just want to preface this that i enjoyed that film but this is like a different category of film entirely. So sure. I am going to give uh, Siddhar Uram a, a very a, a heartfelt 10 because as far as epic um, biopics go, it really has left a lasting impression on me. And I, it really, as I said, it's been a privilege to be able to watch it and to really get to mm-hmm. know that story. And to be able to see the other side of the story that we never get to see and to be sympathetic to um, an entire period of history that I never really had to, you know, learn. So I, I really enjoyed the journey and I really enjoyed the storytelling and I, I really enjoyed the film. So I can recommend this with I can recommend this confidently to anybody who wants to the space and check out this film.
3: Yeah. I don't disagree with either one of you. Um, it, this is a fantastic film. It is a well-made film. It, it's, it's, I don't even think I remember looking to see what the budget was for this movie, but it would, it would have to be a pretty, a pretty decent budget, maybe because it's streaming. It's not going to have that information. It doesn't look like it does, but I mean, this was a well-made movie. This was really good. Uh, and I this is one of those where I think Andrew said it or we've all said it. I'm so glad that I watched it. I don't know if I could watch it again, at least not anytime soon because yeah. it's it's a it's a heavy movie and it's a hard movie. I mean, I've seen Schindler's List one time and it wrecked me because I was a child when I watched it. Well, I say child, I was 15 or 16. You know, it, you're still a child at that age. And that yeah. movie wrecked me. For days. I mean, I cried many times at that movie. Um, I'm now just an old, jaded dude myself, but that's not the point. Uh, this movie is really good. I'm going to give it a. Uh, I mean, I gave RRR an 8.1, and that was a good time. This is an 8.5 for me. You know, it's a better film, I think. And as much as uh, I want to go watch Nacho Nacho right now, just so I can have some some happy times. But um yeah,
1: I kind of want to play that song when I'm like go through the drive-through at Taco Bell. <laughs> Just order some nachos. Yeah, you should do that. Yeah. Even though that's not ex- not at all what they mean.
3: Not at all. Yeah. That's it. That's the show. That's uh if you're still with us, this movie, this podcast, like this movie is extremely long and uh but it was a conversation I think that needed to be had and worth having mm-hmm. and If people shy away from this episode because they see the two hour and and almost 15 minute mark and think that's just not for me, that's fine.
1: But or, you know, listen to it in one point five speed. Yeah. And
3: then you'll get through it in an hour and a half. It'll be fine. So (laughs) you want to drive
2: or listen to it slower. You know what? Maybe you just want to make it last. Yeah. (laughs) Then listen Uh, at point five speed. Let's take it down.
3: Then we're all we all because sound like we're the
2: podcast drunk. Podcast longer than the film.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's, at that point we're going to be longer than R R R. saying we'll be longer than the Irishman at that point. It's a long movie. Marie, please tell people who listen to my show and and whatnot who uh, how to find your stuff on the internet. <laughs>
2: you can find me anywhere you listen to podcasts take a look up uh you're gonna search for alt pop repeat which is my podcast where we talk about how counterculture turns into pop culture uh i'm a a pop culture historian and you can check me out on twitter at karmacake.ca that's all spelled out that's with the d-o-t-c-a and on instagram i i i will post a lot more there um I just haven't got in the pocket yet, but I am on Instagram and it's just K-A-R-M-A-C-A-K-E. And that's it. I mean, soon I'm going to have a show up on a uh, big comedy network and I'm working on a couple of new projects and that's it. You know, the end. Love Marie.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And if cool. anybody wants to be on their podcast, I'm around. Give me a call. I'm yeah. here. I'll, ha- I'll happily chat.
3: Uh, well, yeah, and I'm I'm already lo- looking at the calendar to see when I can get you back on. This is great. Um,
2: <laughs> and we got to do something lighter next time. Like we, oh, I, yeah. I swear, like we can't, we can't do this.
3: No, I promise, it'll be something much fun as... and and light and nothing that requires you to uh, teach us a history lesson for it. You know, it'll be yeah, because
2: that'll be. I mean, I again, I love this movie. There's no disrespect yeah. on this movie. This movie was no, 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 no. I am yeah. so grateful for it. However. it was a lot of movie and it was heavy and uh i i i I just i just need to breathe a little air into it before i have another big history lesson
3: well we we did this earlier the the last i'm looking back andrew the last what i would call heavy movie that we watched i mean heavy movie i think was the wrestler
1: well, I didn't think The Wrestler was that heavy. I mean, it, it was, was heavy, but it wasn't. I mean,
3: it was heavy. I mean, it's about one man's, you know, descent into, you know. Utter self-destruction. Yeah, as opposed yeah. to, you know, it, it's a different kind of heavy. We followed up with Clueless, okay? So,
1: like. <laughs> I'll watch Clueless all day long. Yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you're right. So, so I'm going to, I've teased it earlier. I'm, I'm about to tell you what we're doing next week. Because, I boy, I'm so excited for next week. But before I do, I must say that we are Cheap Seat Reviews. Go to our website, Cheap Seat Reviews, com. There you'll find links to all of our other social media outlets. Of course, you can find us. Well, you've already found us. So just go to the places that you found us and leave us a review. That would be fantastic. Go to iTunes or Spotify or wherever and leave us a review. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for watching us on YouTube. And I love your comments and, and your likes and subscribe to the show. That would be fantastic. Um, Trying to, try to get to that 100 hundred, uh, subscriber mark. That would be Thousand. really lovely. So let's do that. All right. Here's the here's the tease. Here you go. Next week, not only are we doing a very fun movie, but we have a very fun thing. Now, I've already posted on Twitter. So if this is news to you, that just means you're not following us on Twitter. Next week, we are going to be giving away a Bruce Campbell signed movie poster of Bubba Hotep. Next week we are watching Bubba Hotep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very excited for it. I've never seen it, but I love Bruce Campbell and all of the things that he does. And I can't wait to watch him play old Elvis as they fight aliens or whatever they have to fight. I'm very excited for this. So next week, but well, all you have to do to win this, this is all you got to do. It's just simple. In order to be entered into a contest to win a Bruce Campbell autographed, uh, uh, poster is send us a picture to cheap seat reviews at gmail.com or on our Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Oh, you can't
1: solicit feet pics
3: in your very best Bruce Campbell or Elvis cosplay. That's all you got. Oh,
4: okay.
3: Show That's us your, bad. show us your cosplay. Uh, the top four are going to be put on they're, they're, they're going to be put online, and the public will vote for the winner. And that person yeah. will get a uh, a, po- a poster, an autographed poster. I'm Sean, very- this is very it's very I, brave I
1: for you to to ask for pictures because you know what happened to our friend on Dicktail's podcast.
3: Yeah. She's a, uh, an attractive woman. And when she gets, she gets that kind of stuff all the time, I'm not, therefore I'm not that worried about it. Okay.
2: I'm like, if anybody sends me illicit photos, I I consent for me to share it and it will get posted and we will pretty sure there's like a blog, a friend of mine has dedicated to that. So, I mean, like, Enter at your own risk is all I'm saying.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sure saying. You, probably, you probably do get those, being a woman on Twitter. Um, and, yeah, I
2: don't and, get as many as you think I would.
3: Well, that's good. I mean, I Carrie gets them because get her podcast back. is called Dick Tales, and I think dudes think that that gives them yeah. more uh, license to do it. Uh, so the that's the just the name of her that's podcast. It like, oh. doesn't mean that she wants to see your junk. Guys nobody does like,
2: like it's
3: no yeah nobody does that's, it's that's gross it. it's, it's nobody weird... wants to see it no one it's not attractive guys i'm just gonna be honest it's i really don't not. care what you think it's not attractive so stop it
2: unless they ask for it no it's nobody wants to see it like Consense go if you're so tedious. interested in flashing people just do it in person like why don't you go and be brave about it see where it's gonna get you nowhere good i promise you um Not, i have to admit there's one thing i want to say before we 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 jump off and go andrew when you just turn sideways you just
1: isn't that great look and at this I, I just there's a whole body is just
2: please, okay do it again. please do it <laughs> i every time you did it it was this moment of delight, my heart was like, okay. And we're talking about <laughs> such heavy things, and I'm like, I can't, yeah, I can't, <laughs> I cannot.
0: I, I loved love it. it. Just fantastic. like
2: I'm just gonna exit this conversation right, right <laughs> about like that, now. Like that oh.
1: meme of Homer Simpson just backing just into the bushes,
3: going into the bushes.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Right. yeah. That's
2: exactly it. what it is.
3: That's fantastic. <laughs> All right, that's it though. Next week, Bubba Hotel i very excited for that. So here we are, two hours and uh, 20 minutes into it. Thank you all so much for listening. So on behalf of Marie, Andrew, and a six Sam, this is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next week at the Bubba Hotel.
1: This is Cheap Seat
4: Reviews.